And we're live. Hey. Hey, welcome back. Yo. Hello. Hello, hey. How you guys doing? Hang on. I'm watching a commercial about the McChicken or whatever it is, the new sandwich at McDonald's, because that's loading up the podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, is there a new McChicken? McCrispy, apparently. What's new about it? Okay. Uh, it's got a potato bun. That's all I know. I had the commercial on mute. They, they had a lady eating it, so... Okay. You look like she so enjoyed it. She did. I would hope so. so. That means well, she, I gotta she got go get well. ten. She yeah, got I gotta, paid well for it. I hope. I gotta go buy some because that could be me. You could be that lady. No. Oh. Do you think in the commercials she actually like eats the bites she takes, or when when they cut, she like spits it all out? She spits no, it you, out for sure. She's she's a stunt stunt eater. Yeah. Or you know, actually eat the food. Like the like the whole wine thing where you just like swish it in your mouth to get the flavor and then you spit. Yeah, I can imagine swishing McDonald's food around your mouth. That's oh. the most disgusting feeling in the world. It's just grease, right? Like you oh. feel it more than you taste it. Oh, and we've got like the, the technically better for you food up here because it's <laughs> different oils. Ugh. I still like, like do that. Just like gargling with a Big Mac. Oh, this just seems like like an Ed, Ed and Eddie skit. Absolutely repugnant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a lighter note, next week is PAX. Hey. Uh, which is pretty exciting. And I got a cool opportunity that I wanted to bring up because uh, I'm mm. freaking out. Um, but uh, I'm going to be interviewing Reggie fils when I'm there. Congrats, Hell, dude. Yeah. That's that's cool, right? Yeah, that's actually really fucking cool, dude. Yeah. What are you going to ask? <laughs> I, well, I'm I'm putting my list of questions together. If if okay. you have any ideas, if anyone listening has some cool questions and want to shoot Oh, ask him up. if his body is ready. I'm sure oh, he's never heard it. No, no. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Yeah, yeah. I have him I have him for 15 minutes. I'll just ask that over and over again. There. I said it so now people writing in don't have to. You're welcome. <laughs> um doing the Lord's work. I I thought Jeff Keeley was as terrifying as it was going to get for me. And then this just fell into no, my No, this lap. is much worse. Holy shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm so nervous. Um, Dude, you'll be fine. It, I, I was, don't idolize any of these people, and this is way worse. Yeah, you're right. I, I wouldn't say, I, I would not say I idolize these people, but these are big names. Sure. And Reggie specifically, like, when it comes, I, I know he's out of the game industry now, but when it comes to, like, noteworthy people or names that people know in the games industry there's not yeah. a ton of people higher than reggie there's just a handful like without speaking japanese for sure <laughs> oh yeah and if you take out people yeah. in japan it's there's i don't know like there's very few very few because like just off the top of your head anyone miyamoto's above him i would put I yeah would of course like um uh like iwata if you you know if he was around so rest in peace yep Kojima. Kojima, Kojima for sure. Um, yep. Who's um, the cube? Peter Molyneux, I think, would be a pretty big one. Peter Molyneux, yeah. yeah. Is he even still active, though? I think he has his 22 cans. Yeah, has he done, have they done anything after Curiosity? I, I haven't no, and that's another thing. Is, you know, I bet a lot of people actually don't even know Peter Molyneux's name at this point, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, m- maybe Phil Spencer, but like... Yeah, that's now we're now we're like, that's probably it, right? Well, maybe Bobby Kotick for wrong reasons now lately. 
I, mm. Yeah, I mean, but who's who would be excited to interview Bobby Kodak right now? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure there's a lot of journalists that have been trying to, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so it's pr- that's pretty cool. Um, when the when the like email came through, they were like, oh, yeah. And, you know, he this is Reggie. He's wrote in a book and they gave me like a little blurb on who Reggie is in case I needed to catch up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I did. I did order a copy of his book because it is something I've been wanting to 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 read. And I was like, well, here's yeah. some interview prep. So I need a vibe check from you, too. Yeah, I got okay. I got the book. OK. Can I ask him to sign it after the, the interview? Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if that's not super weird. That's not like lame. I can guarantee as someone who's been to E3 and seen people around him, you're not going to be the first person to ask something like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm just cuz like I'm going I'm going to be doing like a pretty professional like interview with him and then I'm afterwards I'm going to be like, "Can can you sign this book, sir?" <laughs> he doesn't seem like a douche though, so you could even joke about it probably while you're doing the interview. Like, "I read your book, by the way, got to get you to sign it later." And oh, then like, go into like a maybe play it off cool, like, "I read your shitty book. Yeah. Why don't you like fucking sign well, it?" Well, maybe no, not, maybe not do that. Do not don't do nag him. <laughs> do not nag Reggie. That man will pick you up and throw you out a window. Honestly, I f- go ahead, sure. Like <laughs> Oh, nag Reggie. Put that put that on my resume. Was once thrown by by Mister Bigfoot himself. <clears throat> yeah, like so, like Bigfoot pizza questions. I think would be cool if there's like an actual good one. Um. Anyway, so yeah, this is this is cool, and I'm fucking terrified. Yeah, man. And what's gonna It'll make it be harder? Fine, but yeah. When I did the Jeff Keeley one, I, I had someone um, I had a coworker who lives in L.A. who was a video shooter able to come out and man the cameras. And I was able to get the two camera set up and it was great. And I didn't have to worry about this stuff. This time it's just me. I'm doing everything mm-hmm. by myself. Are you is this oh. video? Are you having to do this with video? I mean, I'm going I want to because I would love to have a video yeah. of myself interviewing him. So I'm, yeah. I'm just going up there with a camera and it's just going to be a static shot. Um, so yeah. I'm unfortunately I'm not gonna be able to do like the two that we had before, but I don't have a, an option. I don't have a coworker living in Seattle, so yeah, I would offer to help, but I'm unfortunately not gonna be at PAX West. <laughs> no, if so. you were if you were going, I was gonna be like, you got to do me the solid and be my cameraman. <laughs> I'll let you meet Reggie. <laughs> you get to meet Reggie. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyone listening to this, wish me luck and pray for me, because uh, on Saturday at, at PAX I will be uh trying not to sweat through my shirt as i as i do what's also funny so he's doing a panel on like indie games and i was gonna go listen to that just as like a hey i get to like be in the same room as reggie cool i gotta listen to him talk about games and i'm gonna be doing the interview right after so i'm gonna be like sitting in this in this panel for an hour just being like counting down the minutes and then i'm gonna go meet him after this panel (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no it's cool bucket list another check um. Yeah, gonna throw up. Try not to throw up. That's cool. You'll you'll be fine. You've yeah, it'll be fine. Before. Yeah. <sighs> Big breaths. Okay, so that's my exciting thing happening next week at PAX. Um, so stay tuned. You guys will. I'll tell you the story about it afterwards, and hopefully the video will be up when you guys get to see it. But no more about that because I'm already my heart's already like racing after just talking I, I can about hear this. it I can hear you <laughs> stressing out about it right so now let's That's talk just... about something a little less stressful like video games um, yeah top down perspective it's August 25th I'm Sean Booker Paul Fleck 
John Wheeler. Um, Paul and John, anything you guys want to talk about? All my stuff so, I played was either uh, for the second podcast or on stream. Yeah, there's this game called Klonoa. I have a lot to say about <laughs> it, but unfortunately, you're going to have to pay or wait if you're Sean, <laughs> I guess, to hear that conversation. Right. Um, yeah, no, quick plug. After this, we're going to be going live for our Klonoa something something series uh, episode of TDP+. Plus. So if you're a patron, get excited <laughs> for that. If something. you're not a patron, hey, what are you doing? Two bucks, man. Come on. Okay. Uh, I got some games to talk about. Um, yeah. Because I, I haven't talked enough yet. Um, right. First one is Cursed to Golf. All right. This is one I've been curious about for a while. I asked I've been meaning my, to. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to play this on Saturday, but my audience picked Kirby's Dream Buffet instead. So. Okay. Um, this I'm kind of hit or miss on. I had a really sour first few hours with it, and then I kind of got better at it. I will say... This game is so hard. It is like infuriatingly difficult um, for a few reasons. So it is a roguelike golf game. Um, and the way it kind of works right. is you have three clubs, a driver, an iron, and a, and a wedge. And you're going through procedurally generated stages. Um, actually, I don't know for sure if they're procedurally generated, but they do change. So there might just be like a, a set number of them that kind of rotate through. But the main point there is you can't like practice to get good at it because it's going to be like a different stage each time. Sure. And it's more kind of platformer like it's not so much about just like make it to the hole. It is you have this many strokes. If the strokes hit zero, you lose. But there are cards you can play like abilities you can play to be like, hey, just give me like six more strokes and you can use that card. There are also little okay. idle like uh statues throughout the levels that if you smash them with your ball will add to that number so you just have to keep that number from hitting zero um what's hard though is like the obstacles are pretty ridiculous like water traps will just add like take an additional stroke off of you there are like wind obviously and then you'll also be playing against like bosses at the end of each world that'll straight up cheat and but the thing they give you to help against the bosses is there will be additional statues you can hit that will like stun them for a turn. So you can kind of hold them okay. at bay and whatnot. Um, but, you know, they're like so powerful, like they'll hit the bar, the ball, like as far as it takes you to hit it like twice. So like yeah. it, it is an uphill Gross. battle. And if you lose, you start all the way over again. Yeah, that sounds frustrating. Like sure. it and it is not a rogue light. So it is not a scenario where it's like, well, at least I made a little progress in this way. So now the next run's going to be easier. No, for the first, I want to say four hours of this game, I made literally zero progress because I did not right. win any because I did not beat the game. Even if you complete a whole world, you start at the beginning again when you lose. Right. Meaning I, I actually got to the second last stage in the whole game, lost and then said, I, I cannot do this again because i was literally <laughs> at the beginning of the game it there's there's no there's no yeah. shortcuts there's no like skip to the thing it's not a it's not a scenario like hades where it's like well i can pump in more health now my, my weapon is more powerful I, I i unlocked all these little assets there's nothing like that it is not a roguelite it is a roguelike you start from the ground and you do it again the only thing that can transfer over is those ability cards if you choose to not you bring them into a hole which is like a level 
and you put them in your binder, meaning you cannot use them in the level. So you're already saying, I'm going to kind of make this hole extra hard. You, right. If you do lose, that binder will survive. So you might want to like do a few like grinding runs to build up that binder, mm. which is a which is definitely a time commitment. <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah. that, that's a question you'll have to make. I will say, though, mm. when you do beat each of the world bosses, they give you an extra ability. The first one allows you to put one single checkpoint down. That's pretty helpful. OK, but when I. When I so I only did like one kind of main run. The first time I beat the first boss, I went all the way to the second last stage, lost and was so broken. I was like, I can't play this game anymore. <laughs> um, sure. But what was annoying about that is I had put my checkpoint down right after that first boss because I was like, holy yeah. crap, I finally <laughs> beat them. Like I've been trying to beat this boss for four hours. I f- I'm putting this checkpoint down. So when I lost three worlds later, I was all the way back at the be- at the beginning of world two. And I was like, this is still too much to replay. No, no way. <laughs> Like, this is hours sure. of games. Holy smokes. Um, each boss will give you, um, like, another one gives you, like, a mulligan. So they do help a little bit. There is a tiny bit of a roguelite element, but it is still not enough to, like, literally lose hours of your game to, to restart. Like, it is crazy. For anyone who is playing it, though, like, you need cards. Do anything you can do for cards. There is a bit of a, like, branching path you can take where it's like, hey, do you want to play a normal hole? Or do you want to get two booster packs of cards and then play a cursed hole? In the cursed hole, every, like, two or three turns, they'll be like, you can only hit it left for the next two strokes. Which sometimes really sucks. <laughs> um, sure, yeah. Sometimes it's okay. You know, stuff like that, it's worth it. Just getting more cards, like, you need these cards or you will not beat this game. This game cheats so much you have to cheat back and the cards are pretty cool because it'll be stuff like while the ball is flying in the air if you press the b button you can launch it in a completely different direction so you can you know completely okay. destroy f- physics to like get around a corner in a way that would like totally open stuff up and the levels are designed to have like hey if you shoot it through this little skinny shortcut you'll skip half the stage and that's awesome but it's it's going to be hard to do so there's a huge risk reward there one of the um cards literally lets the ball phase through the environment so if you time it right you can like just skip a whole like section of the stage and stuff so they're cool they're hard to use but they're like needed it's a it's a weird game like so like like i said that first chunk of time like i was ready to like throw my controller i was hating this game it was so (laughs) difficult but then I just got yeah. on my fan. I finally figured out. I was like, okay, it is cards, cards, cards. If you are not relying on these cards 100%, you are not playing this game. And I went on a run all the way to the second last. And I just I just basically ran out of cards. There was no way I was going to be able to play against it. Because the final world is pretty much like three boss fights in a row where it's like, it's, it's, it's just nonsense you're having to go up against. And I didn't have enough bullshit in my pocket to deal with their bullshit. Yeah. Then I was like, well, this is the end for me, I guess. So... Um, but yeah, so do that at what you want. I think it's 15 bucks. So it's not the end of the world. If you do hate it, I love the art style. I'll say that it definitely reminds me of, um, Shovel Knight in kind of their like detailed, uh, caricature pixel art. Uh, the, uh, the bosses you go up against specifically reminded me a lot of some Shovel Knight, uh, DNA. And I am kind of curious if they're going to change anything about the difficulty because I've been hearing a lot of people kind of complaining about that. So we'll have to see cool and the other game i've been playing this this week that totally captured me is a game called science of the sojourner um 
this has been in my like backlog for a while and then it was announced that it's leaving game pass so i was like well time to time to play through it uh this is a card game about language and the way that they have used cards to be a metaphor for different languages and meeting new people is so just smart and cool the way it works is you will come across a new person and the the cards are all like there's a glyph on each side a symbol so when you start off you speak in circles and triangles because that's that's where your town speaks so everyone in the town they'll (laughs) say someone will come up to you and be like circle and then you need to play a card that starts with a circle and then there'll be another uh symbol on the right hand side of the card and then they need to say something that matches your glyph okay So so if you try and think of how it would relate to like real life Everyone, everyone around me pretty much speaks English. I'm, I'm pretty confident if I go out and talk to somebody, they're going to speak English. The further I go away from where I am, and this is a road trip game, the further you go away, you're going to start encountering people that speak in squares. But you right. don't, you don't speak in squares, so it's like, so, so it becomes harder to talk to them. So when you're playing these cards, you need to play like a series of like five by going back and forth. And some characters need like six cards in a row to complete. Some characters only need four because they're easier to talk to. You can talk to dogs. Everyone can talk to dogs. Dogs can talk to anyone. You can't lose talking to dogs. Just like real life. Like a dog will always talk to you, right? Sure. There's robots in this world and some of them are malfunctioning. So they'll just like, you know, it's, the way the way the card game works is you're kind of working together to fill up this series of cards. But sometimes these robots are broken. So they'll just play one that completely breaks the combo. And it's like, come on, man, you're supposed to be working with me, but they're malfunctioning. <laughs> like right. the metaphors that they put in place are so interesting. And as you go further from your hometown and you're coming across these new dialects, every time you f- finish a conversation, whether you successfully went through it or or lost, and the way that it happens is you need to fill the, the the combo a certain number of times. And sometimes it's like, hey, if if you fill it once, good, you you passed this conversation. Sometimes it's like you need to fill it three times, but it you but you you have the chance to lose three times, so you have to try and finish it correctly before you fail it correctly but sometimes it's like this is a really important conversation if you fail it even once you you are not going to complete it but but if you want to complete it in a, in a positive manner you have to complete it three times either way how it t- works out because you've been hearing this language you get to add one of their cards that they played to your deck and replace it meaning those okay. circles and triangles that you start with you can now swap in a square because you've been talking and hearing that language and you're starting to pick it up on it but the way that the way the rounds kind of work is <laughs> is you're on like going on this kind of road trip and you're con- coming back home to like stalk and meet your friends and, and stalk this store that they all own. But as you're learning more language, you're forgetting your own language. So coming home is now harder because your friends can't communicate with you. So there's this really interesting push and pull mm. of like, where are you building roots? Who are you meeting and talking with? Like the whole right side of the map, they speak in diamonds and squares. Everyone on the left is like circles and triangles. But but as these the, the months go on, the people will also move around. So there's many different endings to the game and where you choose to go and how you can talk to them and how you've set up your deck allows you to proceed and go through it. Hmm. It's super interesting. It's a it's a real cool way to have a, 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 a mix on a card game. I think the metaphor of how they they made a one-to-one with language and, and speaking to with people with different languages is just so interesting. I think it looks gorgeous. The art style is super nice. I love the sound design as well of when you like match all the cards in a row and you get this like ding, 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 as it goes through Like I, I really enjoyed it. My one issue is 
to get to these different uh, endings kind of requires a lot of like, hey, you're gonna have to do like two full rounds of the calendar before you even get the chance to like break off towards this ending path. And it can just be a lot of like, man, I've played these first two days over and over again. There are not separate save slots, so you can't just like save at the fork and then experience them all. I had to play the intro tutorial like five times, which is just kind of a bummer. So sure. Yeah. Take that with a grain of salt. <clears throat> but again, I I really enjoyed my time. That was Signs of the Sojourner. <clears throat> and yeah, it is on Game cool. Pass uh, for like another five days. So if this sounds oh, interesting okay. and you have Game Pass, you, you have time. Otherwise, I think it's like a $20 game. Cool. <clears throat> All right. That was my week in video games. Let's talk about some news. Some cool stuff happened. Some weird stuff happened. Sega has announced that they are working on a Space Channel 5 and a Comics Zone movie. Why not? Sure. Yep. I would not have guessed that they would have done this. Yeah, I also would not have guessed, but... It sure. <laughs> um, I keep hearing yeah. Margot Robbie would be a good one for Space Channel Five. Yeah, sure. Yeah, she could probably love that. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. pudding. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, I haven't heard much about Comic Zone. I don't even know. Like, I mean, that's a fun Genesis game, and the story could be adapted to a movie, no problem. I could see that easily. Do you think these actually happen? No. No. Well. Yeah, mm, I don't know. One will happen. Do you, do you want to make it's a not, guess which one? Which one is see, more plausible? Part. Well, if we're talking about which ones had a more recent game, it would be Space Channel 5 because that was on PS4. Uh, True, yeah. Didn't they do a VR game too? That is the VR game. Oh, that is the VR game? Okay. Yeah, so that would probably be my bet. It would be Space Channel 5, although there's, I guess, technically less plot there. But they could stretch it out as just a musical. I don't know. I feel like if they had the right people working on this, it could be interesting. I don't know if it'll be a good movie, but it could be an interesting movie. Sure. Paul, which one would you rather see? That I'd rather see? Probably Comic Zone, but like, I don't know. A lot of Comic Zone, the thing I think that that makes that game cool is the fact that it's a comic book and you're jumping between the panels to get through stages and stuff. And none of that stuff is going to be in a live action movie, probably. So that that one, that that aspect of it makes me more interested because like maybe they do some cool stuff with like animation and the animation keeps changing. Sure. You know, yeah. kind of like, you know, enter the, into the Spider-Verse has like different animation styles depending on where the, the Spider-Man came from. Sure. Yeah. Um, Something like that could work, but I just feel like otherwise it's a little <clears throat> bare bones. Totally. Yep. Space Channel Five, though, you know, society these days love TikTok dances. I mean, at least Space yep. Channel Five has had three different games with three different stories, even though they're all partially the same. So, like, there's and it's also sci-fi, so there's plenty of stuff to work with. Yeah. I don't think either of these happen. I, I yeah I, yeah. Smart money's on no. I, think I, I the, just think I think the uh, I think Sega's getting a little too big for its britches with movies, and I think they're going to make one of these happen, and then it flops, and then that's it. That's why I think mm. only one will happen. Or maybe it's a scenario where it's kind of like a one for me, one for you. It's like, hey, we'll we'll do Sonic Three, and that'll fund a Comics Zone movie for us. Maybe <laughs> this actually somehow ends up being good. Like everyone was yeah. was shooting on the Sonic movie for the longest time, so. <clears throat> 
I would love for it to be good. I don't want bad movies to come out. I want good movies to come out. So I just yeah. I think we never hear about this again. Has that Metal Gear Solid sure. movie coming along, by the way? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> or Metroid or Tetris or <laughs> insert game here. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, Gamescom happened is happening i'm not quite sure but one thing one thing it's that happening. did definitely happen and is and is finished it was jeff Keeley's opening night live uh live stream he did that earlier this week uh did either of you watch it or hear any news that was interesting to you i watched it i saw some games pop up that was about it okay um uh, we don't have to go through everything but what were some of the highlights that you guys uh heard about or that there were that you're interested in mm. okay um, I I was surprised that there is a Lords of the Fallen, another one called Lords of the Fallen, <laughs> because who fucking cared about Lords of the Fallen the first time? <laughs> but sure, okay, if they reboot it and do it right or something, yeah, okay, why okay. not? We can just like go in like a circle. John, anything that uh piqued your interest? I forgot the game list so i'm kind of skimming it now yeah I, I can i can do one while you're looking through it moving out 2 was announced it's gonna have online co-op which was the one yeah. thing i wanted absolutely holy smoke i definitely thought of you when i was watching that i was like oh sean's gonna be really happy about this one I'm so happy that first game is yep. great and i had to like mostly play it by myself <laughs> yeah John's still looking. Is there anything else for you, Paul? <laughs> Nothing's jumping out. Um, so I need to see what the hell it is. But under the waves, anytime you see okay. you talk about Quantic Dream, I'm a little bit intrigued as to where they're going <laughs> with it. And this is this is definitely kind of a departure from Quantic Dream um, because hopefully they're not abusing their employees. And two. <laughs> Uh, it's not like a hyper realistic, you know, kind of visual novel that they kind of typically do. It looks like a walking sim in like the wreckage of a ship under the ocean from what yeah. they've shown, which is yeah. maybe interesting. I like, yeah, I like walking sims. I'll go for it. Um, something that jumped out for me, PlayStation announced a pro controller to kind of rival the Xbox elite controller. This is the dual sense edge. Yeah. You and they've said nothing about the battery life, which is worrying. Nothing about the battery life. Hey, if it's anything like the DualSense, it'll be worse than you'd like it to be. Yep. <laughs> um, but this is I, kind of I, all, all the features you'd expect, different profiles. You can swap out the sticks. I couldn't find buttons. anything for like what I was excited about, but I definitely found one that I was very what the fuck about. And that Me is too. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the yep. game based yep. off the movie. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why <right>? not? <laughs> true true that's yeah that was a weird one um if we're just if we're doing the what the fuck section um i got one for you hideo kojima showed up to announce his podcast that'll be on spotify <laughs> yeah. next month <laughs> yep so there's that i guess okay um sure the the pikachu car oh uh, yeah the electric car they, they I, showed what a waste of time that, that was, was but there yeah. was a whole there's a bunch of segments where it's like what am i watching right now yeah um this is why i didn't exactly like chomp at the bit to go watch this so so 
I've been kind of interested in high on life and that tra- that little bit they showed of the fight made me wonder if I even like Justin Roiland at all and if I care about Rick and Morty anymore because that was <laughs> just abominably bad. I, I've heard a few people say similar things. Um, like I was thinking about it, it's like, oh, maybe Rick and Morty's like really fucking bad, actually. Maybe I should not watch it anymore because this is terrible. Well, to be fair, isn't Rick and Morty two people, not just one? Yeah, so maybe that's, that's probably it. what's helping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think out of the two of them, I do like that Dan Harmon is more like he's crazy, but in a way that's more down to earth and not wacky because I don't like wacky. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought something that was kind of funny. So opening night live was was done in person. He had an audience. And, and so, <laughs> so Jeff, so Jeff Keeley was doing stuff like, hey, do you guys like PlayStation? And then he would announce the, the DualSense Edge for High and Life. like, do you guys like um, Justin, Roiland? Justin Roiland? Everyone was like silent. He was like Rick and Morty. And then they were like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess just no one knows who Justin Roiland is. Um, uh, I'll bring up another game. They showed the Expanse off from Telltale again. And I'm still that made me stoked. wonder what Telltale I, what Telltale I, is. I would still love point. to know. Speaking of Telltale, we got the official announcement for new Tales of the Borderlands. Uh, Randy Pitchford showed up there wearing bright yellow pants. <laughs> I thought he wasn't even at the company anymore. I thought he was just in the film division now or whatever. I I don't. He was there, man, and he announced new uh, Tales of the Borderlands. He said they hired some of the Telltale people to write this. So sure, okay. Um, uh, okay, that makes me feel a little better about it. I I will. I'm happy to die on the hill. That is, Tales from the Borderlands is the only good Borderlands writing ever. Yeah, probably. Well, apparently, Randy must agree if he hired people to work on it. So. <laughs> Which is a good sign. I'm glad he didn't just go. We're going to take the IP and we got writers in house. They got they know this world back to front. Make every character claptrap. Boom. Um, so hopefully it's just not that. Paul, I'm surprised you didn't bring up Lies of P. Yeah, I mean, I've known about it for like two years now, and I've been waiting for a date, which they didn't give. So. Well, they show that off. It looks uh, it looks like Bloodborne. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's a yeah. Pinocchio souls like where there. Uh, I'm not 100 percent what's on. going on. Are you Pinocchio as a boy or are you a doll? Well, it's hard to tell what the fuck he is because he yeah. has like a mechanical arm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's like four games that they talked about through this and the future game show that is like, oh, my God, it's coming. The date's coming for the re- oh released in 2022 or 2023. And it's just like, no. <laughs> so this was one of them. I was actually disappointed. Uh, one of the ones that I want to play, though, is uh Blacktail still that I thought looked cool. There was one they showed right after that uh, Phantom Hellcat. I also thought looked pretty cool. That looked good, too. Yep. Um, actually, I think I think Phantom Hellcat might be at PAX. So I might have the opportunity to play that one. Yeah, um, they and they ended off with a uh, Dead Island 2 officially getting announced. I am. <laughs> I'm just so curious, like what this thing is. So. In a world where Dying Light 1 and 2 exist, do we care about Dead Island? Because Dead Island was good when it came out because it was different enough. But now, like, that's been done better. I think that's a, that's a real good point because I mean, De- Dying Light came out the lessons, right? Like, tw- like two Maybe. of those games, right? You know, Dying Light's problem is that it was too self-serious. So 
uh, Dying Light. If Dead Island is just like, hey, we're like irreverent and dumb about stuff because this is a stupid situation, I might be down for that. That's Wasn't what Dead Island it- usually serious, though? Uh, well, I mean, who do your voodoo wasn't exactly. Okay, well, okay, so within reason. Let's be real. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, it, it's yeah. not a Saints Row situation here, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I Wait, want them to bu- go buggy dumber, beyond though, all belief. Like Saints Row did. Sorry, what? I, I was making a joke at the new Saints Row. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was just saying that I kind of want Dead Island to be maybe the Saints Row of that type of game where the first one was kind of like. Eh, whatever, but like it had maybe a little bit of a sense of humor to it. Dying Light is the GTA like, oh, yeah, we're super serious about our zombie apocalypse in Africa or whatever. And then Dead Island 2 comes out. It's like, no, we're stupider. Look at this. (laughs) I have a question for you guys. You're not allowed to look it up. How many Dead Island games are there? There's four or five. There's Dead Island, Dead Island Riptide. There's Dead Island Epidemic, which was slow, but they canceled. Six. What's the the other one? There's Dead Island. Dead Island yep. Riptide, Escape yep. Dead Island, which I guess came oh. out on like Xbox 360. I've I don't yeah. think I've ever. I heard remember of that. that. I th- I thought that was like a free game or something like that. Yeah, nobody gave a shit about it. There's yeah. the Dead Island Epidemic, which is a canceled MOBA. Then yep. they did Dead Island Definitive Edition back in 2016 oh. when they remastered it, and then yeah. Dead Island Two, the sixth of Dead Island, is now coming out. Sure. They Sorry, saw I wasn't counting. And was just they wanted that record. They can, yeah. This, they can that was it. a shocking fact to me that I would have probably said, including Dead Island Two, there was three. That's what I would have guessed because I remembered Riptide. These other ones, like the six of them. <laughs> I forgot Escape from Dead Island. Yeah, that's true. that. I I don't even know if I've seen that before. What does that look like? Don't worry, you are among the 98% of everybody I, in the I world. I could not, I've never seen this box art. I have never sure. seen this box art. <laughs> Anyways, that was opening night live. Some weird hits, some misses, a lot of uh, what the fuck moments. <clears throat> uh, this morning. Oh, where the winds meet. Sorry, I, I have to say that looks dope. Because that's uh looks like Ghost of Tsushima for like, uh, like medieval China or something that era. So that looked really cool to me. This morning, Sony announced it's raising the price of the PS five everywhere except the States, right? Everywhere except the U S yes. Um, yeah, this little document I have kind of only shows me like the new price. I think I saw in Canada, it's going up 20 bucks. Uh, the UK, it was like an increase of 10%. Um, but yeah, this list says like Europe, UK, Japan, China, Australia, Mexico, Canada, the states they're not touching, which is odd. Um, I guess it's because the dollar's doing fine in the states, whereas sure, I know Japan's is not doing great. The UK's I know is not doing great. Um, I don't know. I, about yours. I would have figured this was more a case of like that's the place they don't want to lose market share because I saw some people oh. saying like the real the main area that Xbox is competitive in is in the U.S. So raising For the price sure. would give Xbox more market share. Nope, that's probably a good point too. Yeah. Um it's weird. We saw this with the Quest. Now we're seeing with the PS5. It is it is rare that we see game consoles getting more expensive. Uh is is yeah. are they just on shelves now? Like are they actually easy to find or are they still a pain in the ass to get? People say that. I haven't been at a store though. I mean, I haven't been looking. I think for the PS5 either. is still somewhat hard to get. It sounds like the Xbox, especially the S, is fine to get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. 
And speaking of the Xbox, uh, Microsoft did come out and pretty much say we're not changing our price. Um, if I this can't blame them, if this does have to do like if part of the reason, you know, that the quest was given was the components are getting more expensive to make as we're in this like recession. I'm sure that's probably hitting Sony as well. It's hitting everyone. Yeah, I would assume it's also hitting Microsoft and Microsoft is just going to eat that cost because they know this is going to extremely help them if they have a cheaper box that is technically more powerful. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, and then then obviously Sony's not going to be able to match the amount of uh, money that Microsoft can throw at this problem. So we'll see if it does much. I mean, it's not a huge uh, change in price, but like they were already hard to find. Now you're making that the buying decision even more difficult. Yeah, Microsoft is raking in that Game Pass money, too, to help alleviate any of that stress. Oh, it's okay. Sony's raking in that PlayStation Plus money. Are they like I don't actually know any updates on how that is for people. They're probably not even going to say anything about that anytime soon. I'd imagine. Yeah, sure. I can't yeah. imagine it's that great. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree, but I also don't know. <laughs> so, um, PlayStation also just in kind of like a tweet on their Instagram announced coming early 2023 the PSVR two. So this is our yeah, first okay. kind of window release date. All I gotta say, thank God it's not this year. My backlog for this year is pretty bad. I guess uh, those predictions for the game of the year thing are gone. Yeah, I don't remember what I what we predicted, but I, I probably guessed all said twenty two. I think it's we in all the vault this year. I can't unlock it until that episode, so I have yeah, no that's good. Yep, that's the rules. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a TV adaptation developed by the man behind the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. I heard that thing is really good, the Umbrella Academy. So, well. As a, as a fan of the comics and the show, the first two seasons yeah. are great. That third season is god awful. I couldn't make my way through it. So, are you excited Ooh. about the last season coming out? Or they also did announce season four, which is like I guess I should get through season three so I can see their final <laughs> season. But like, yeah. oh man, I don't know. Anyway, so that means we're getting a Horizon movie and a TV show now. Yeah, that makes sense. That world and setting has a lot of possibilities you could do stuff with. Sure. Yep. Agreed. Uh, speaking of movies, there's a Gravity Rush movie coming. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> PlayStation Productions announces a Gravity Rush movie is in the works. Is it animated? Have they said they have not said anything other than, yeah, we're doing that as a movie. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what bigger chance does this come out before the Sega ones? I think well, so. so. Sony right now, seems really into Sony's movies. the one that's got the best track record for releasing the movies because they released um, Ratchet and Clank and Uncharted. Yeah, so Uncharted. I would say yes. That, but Sega, re- Sega released Sonic this. One and Two. That's two for two. And they're Sony has on a movie three. division like yeah. that. Yeah. That's this is probably just more likely from logistics point of view. Sony also has um, the Last of Us TV show going full force. We got the first like teaser for that. Oh, speaking of which, I think um, what was the motorcycle zombie game? Days Gone. I think they announced a movie for that in the last. Yeah, that makes sense. Was it a movie or a series? It was something. It could. They're one of those makes total sense to me. (laughs) It it was one of those two, obviously. (laughs) Um, And the other tidbit (laughs) I remember hearing about it is. 
the 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 guy they had to do all the facial and animation capture, they're not going to use him as the oh. main protagonist. <laughs> Which is okay. A, I feel bad for that guy because they say he, why? He, uh, uh, yeah, probably because he's not a big enough name. Despite he clearly did a fine job acting as the protagonist to this sixty-hour game. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that sort of thing. That bugs me. Um, but does this bug you? The new yes. game from the Crypt of the Necrodancer developer, Rift of the Necrodancer. Oh, this is great. Did you did you guys watch this trailer? Yes. Oh. It's a cool trailer. Some some rhythm heaven stuff was it in there. It looks like it might be a might be minigame collection-esque. Yeah, this is okay. cool. I, I like the art style. Um it's a cool uh, twist on it. I, I had known about this for a bit because this is going to be at PAX and I had I had booked an appointment to do it, but it was one of those like, we haven't announced it yet. You can't talk about it. So I'm definitely playing this at PAX next week. Um, nice. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. But yeah, Rift of the Necro Dancer. That's exciting. Yeah, this yeah, looks cool. It, t- it takes place in the future slash modern day, apparently. Sure. Yep. Um. In some other kind of interesting news, so Sakurai, now that he is done with Smash Bros and released from his prison, uh, has launched his own YouTube channel all about creating games. And it's like a super deep dive into looking at like classic retro games. It's actually uh, really cool. I've already it, watched like the, the first couple of videos. They're really neat. I've been meaning to. Yeah. Okay, cool. So if you're like, like this is like in the weeds, this is like a de- developer talking about like development stuff. Like this is not for just like the casuals out there. This guy is just going deep and that's, it's pretty great just to see him like just kind of following a passion project of his own. Sure. That's <clears throat> awesome. And um, obviously they're being translated. There's English translations out there, so it, it's not just a Japanese thing. Twitch announced uh, that their partners uh, no longer have to exclusively only stream on Twitch. They can stream elsewhere, just not at the same time. Yes. Not their well, competitors. Not specifically Facebook and YouTube. They can, can't yeah. do those at the same time. They can do TikTok and Instagram at the same time. At the same time as Twitch. Yeah. I'm yeah. John, I'm curious, obviously, for you, what your thoughts on this are. Uh, I don't think it's going to affect me too much. Maybe if I... Because TikTok streaming is still invite-only for the most part, and I don't use Instagram. So, uh, but... If there ever becomes a situation where I feel like I need to move to another platform, like say YouTube or Facebook, this is actually pretty great. This is good for partners in general. I just don't think it's going to affect my current situation all that much. Sure, sure. Uh, but that's good on Twitch. I'm kind of surprised they would do this and just kind of give up the the grip they had. But I think it's specifically it. for partners, too. It's not for affiliates or like affiliates didn't have the same restriction or something like that. There was like a, a little bit of a like a underlining like note to it, a footnote to it but no this was mainly meant to help partners right on uh and last bit of news we got a date for the game awards december 8th obviously it'll be streaming live and they'll be doing stuff in the la theater if you're in the la area this is apparently the ninth game awards show <laughs> uh, wow yeah so good for him um i'm looking forward to watching it these are always fun streams that's on a TDP night. It's always on a TDP night. Yeah, I guess it is. Huh? Yeah, they always I do it on really Thursday. So we'll have Thursday. to work, work around that. Um, 
Are you going to like? Do you know for work? I guess you wouldn't know yet, but I doubt. What's I the would, chances? I, I doubt I'd be going down there to do anything because it's just something. Like yeah. I'd just be. It's just me watching Jeff talk. Yeah. Like I've already talked to him, and he talked <laughs> talked to me. I've already done that. True. Check checked that one off the list. <laughs> um. No, I'll probably just be home watching it. So, but yeah. that's always a fun stream, and they're like crazy long. They're like three hours. Very long. Speaking yeah. of like awards, opening night live had awards and they always do. And they're the weirdest things ever because they're like platform specific, which just seems like a decade old at this point. Like who still does like bet most interesting PlayStation game coming up and like God of War wasn't on that list. So I don't even know what the criteria was. But anyway. Let's do some questions. If you would like to send a question in, it is topdownperspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Uh, This one comes from Kevin. I hear Sean mention flow state games occasionally. What defines a flow state game and what are some good examples of flow state games? I assume we're talking like Arkham Asylum, that kind of gameplay or... I'm assuming, like, what he's talking... If it's Sean talking about it, it's probably that he's referring to. It's probably in relation to rhythm games where you're just kind of part of that, like, moment and you're not really looking at the thing anymore. You're just kind of, like, I don't know, in that state. Where no, when, just no. well, when I think of flow state, it wouldn't have been either of those. I, I guess pause a little closer. I think of stuff like Sonic. I think of stuff like Mirror's Edge, Sunset Overdrive. Where oh, the you mean literally just going with the flow of the game? Where the game is like there's a there's an emphasis on momentum, and like and, oh, a, okay. and, a, and like a core concept of like the flow state game is like if you are not like playing well and and working with the momentum, the game feels kind of awful. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and I brought this up with um the <clears throat> game last week with the guns. What was that? The game with the I guns. already forgot the roller. Roller drone. There we go. Oh, roller drone. Oh, roller drone. Yeah. Whereas, like, y- you want to be kind of in the combo the whole time. Yada yada. Tony Hawk's another good one that you want to like. Hawk. You want to keep yep. going. Anytime you're you like fall off your skateboard or like hit a wall weird and all the momentum stops, the, the game almost feels bad to play. You're immediately just like, I need to get back. Like this is this something is wrong right now. That, yeah. That's how I kind of interpret a flow state game. It's a, it's where like momentum is so key to the enjoyment of it. Sure. What was that game? Where you're playing, you're like riding down inclines to like gain momentum so that you jump off into On like phones? more. Yeah. Yeah. Alto's Adventure, Alto's Odyssey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's another good one for sure. Yep. Journey. Anytime you've stopped in Journey and it was just like you're trying. Anytime I had felt like I had to dodge something in Journey, it felt bad. Like I just wanted to be kind of moving at all times i hated stopping i can i kind of didn't like looking for like the secrets and pinging them in that game because i like to just move in it sure yeah tony hawk's the like actual answer for well i think like the the post child is sonic like when if when you're not like running in sonic that game is not fun sure Rasterman says, what's a game that had you played it way sooner than you did, you'd have enjoyed it a lot more and then the inverse or less and less. 
Xenoblade Chronicles for me, probably because I know major spoilers in the story. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, if you're spoiled, I guess that automatically gives you the answer there. Yeah. <clears throat> I know there's answers to this, but. I don't have a great answer off the top of my head. I know Mass Effect comes to mind where I did play one. I did not like it. I played it later after two and I had like come around on it to kind of like opened my eyes. Sure. Yeah. Um, honestly, any of the newer Mega Man games, even though I like them enough, I think I would have been super into them. Like, I had played them when right when they came out. I waited on a lot of them, especially the Zero games, the Mega Man Zero games. I feel like had I played those when they came out in the early 2000s, I would have been absolutely in love with them. Where just now, now they're just like okay. Nice. That's fair. Yeah. They've definitely been done better since. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Uh, Suku Suku writes in and says, what exactly is a sport and are video game sports? Uh, sports are just usually a competition that involves some sort of physical movement. And yeah, video games are sports because you have to move your, your hand and sometimes your body. The, yeah, the competition the con- is the main aspect of I, it. Yeah, I would say, I think it, if, as long as you can compete, I think it kind of makes it a, a sport. Uh, the definition I looked up is pretty close to what you said, actually. Uh, an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Yeah. And then video game sports, it's like, well, we have esports, which is just like, what, electronic sports? So... You have the comp- yeah. you have the competition aspect, and the interface just happens to be electronic. So there's your E. I mean, we just watched Evo like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I forget if it was Shaquille O'Neal or Charles Barkley that got asked like, "Are video games sports?" And he said, "Absolutely, yes," because it requires the same like mental concentration and focus that any other physical sport like basketball takes. So he's just like, "Yeah, no, it's a sport." Again, the flow state. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Phantomagus writes, if you were forced to, what would you prefer, bagels or donuts? Bagels, 90% of the time. Why? Because uh, I don't like sugary stuff. I like savory more. Okay. I'm with Paul bagels because sometimes sweets are too much. I'm pretty much the same thing. I'm not a huge sweets person. Um, I actually don't even eat bagels that much. Like toast. Toast is where it's at as far as I'm concerned. I, I'm team toast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And to me, bagels are like, this is kind of a lot of more toast than I want. But it, it's very closer. dense. It's yeah. It's like, can I have half of this toast? Can we like chop it into fours? Um, but yeah, no bagels over donuts. Uh, dead rights for smaller but pricey gaming gadget like the Stadia, Playdate, Analog Pocket, X Screen, etc. Is there an activity or enjoyment quota you have to you have to consider it not wasting your money? I mean, you can apply that to anything. I feel sure. So yeah, again, well, sure. But, but he's asking us specifically. So when you're looking at like a premium product, mm-hmm. what are the things you're kind of weighing? Where, for example, like the Analog Pocket, you know, it's not it's not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So what what are the things you're thinking about when you're trying to make that X amount of decision? usage, X amount of hours of usage, basically? 
Yeah, I guess for me, it's like, will I actually use this or is this going to be like cool for a week and then it's in my drawer forever and I'm not going to touch it? Yeah, same. That's why I don't buy any of these. As someone who buys most of these. Um, it's also yeah. your job, too, kind yeah, it's of. Also like, my job. You have an excuse built yeah. in. <laughs> I don't know. I They eventually <clears throat> will get their use at some point. But yeah, I yeah. would argue at some point I got to get like X amount of hours. Let's say like depending on the price, let's say I'm going to be very generous with this. Uh, 10 hours per hundred of dollars, maybe do you actually like do an equation in your head like that? No, actually, I do not. I'm just okay. saying like, but this is probably what it roughly works out to where I'm like, all right, this was a good investment. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause I was going to say like, it would, it's more just like, do I think I'm going to use this long term? It's never like, okay, these are the numbers. I'm going to punch it into yeah. the calculator and it's going to give me a smiley face or a sad face. And then I'm going to take that to yeah. my bank and be like, <clears throat> smiley face this week, boys. <laughs> Usually I'm just like, all right, would this help with X, Y thing or would this just be a nice thing to have? Yes. Okay, cool. Get it. And then eventually sure. the usage comes with it. Like right now I'm not using my Steam Deck. I used it for a little bit of Rogue Legacy and I haven't used it since. You will. But though. when travel comes up, I'm sure yeah. I get a ton of use. Or when I get a home dock where I can get more use out of it, then I'll get a yep. bunch more use. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you for sure will. The last thing I did kind of frivolously was the VR and I kind of feel like that was a waste of money at this point, but uh, it gets use a lot. But also, that me. thing just went up in value, so you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> hey, you've technically <laughs> saved money, yeah. Woo, we did it. <laughs> the play date has been the closest <laughs> one that, and still kind of like, that thing's just a neat little indie it's thing a, that got a there's crank. nothing like it. It's got a little crank on the side. It's still waiting on mine. Everyone's going to be done with it by the time I get mine. Maybe you'll get but it yeah. just in time for season two. Who knows? Like, you know, probably there's more, there's more games coming. Stadia though. That was, that's kind of a bummer. Glad I <laughs> stayed away from that, that one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I do have that con Stadia the controller somewhere around here. <clears throat> VGC Kenny writes in and says, do you think that Nintendo's next console has to be an evolution of the switch or can they afford to make another experimental console? They can afford to make an experimental oh. console for a long time. Yeah. Whether or not they want you but they're they're probably going to do a switch too. Let's be real. I think so too. Yeah. I can't see Nintendo going back to separate, like dedicated handheld, dedicated yeah. home console. I can't. Sure. Like, I feel like they have to Same. always do a, a combo one at this point. Sure. Uh, so it could not. It could be experimental, but I feel like it is also going to be able to be played on your TV and in your hands. In which case, it's technically an evolution of the Switch in its own way. Yeah. It's like a switch, but you flip it open and there's two screens. Oh, shit. Ooh. Yeah. And then like five years later, the top one's 3D. <laughs> Time is just a circle is what we're saying. It really is. Yeah. Lineback writes, have you ever tried playing video games? That's the question. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried playing video games despite getting hand injuries and being told not to by doctors and and others until it recovers if so did you end up regretting it this seems very specific as i as i lift up my hook hand i should have listened <laughs> i needed to play kirby's dream buffet or whatever uh no i've never had an injury where doctors were like you shouldn't play video games for a week 
specifically or anything like that. No hand injuries like that. Worst I've had is a cut on my thumb. So I couldn't mash buttons and Mortal Kombat 10 had just come out. So I was just like, oh, damn it. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Learn how to hit the button sideways. It was was better to heal. I mean, so I I broke my wrist, as has been documented on this podcast. The doctors didn't tell me to not play video games. I didn't specifically ask, like, can I still play Mario? Um, but next time, but like, yeah, next time I'll make sure to ask that. Um, same with the face. Um, <laughs> but I, I just physically was not able to play some games cause my hand was in a cast and I couldn't move it very well. So it was just a thing of like, right. well, I can't do this. So I will do some one handed gaming for a few weeks there. Limebeck says that in chat, uh, I did this after I burnt my hand. I played Final Fantasy 14. Turns out 14 with one hand is very difficult. Okay. I'm surprised. I there mean, if, you play, if you play like Phoenix Wright, like visual novel games or like, oh, yeah. like JRPGs, you'll probably be okay. <laughs> Something actually, where you can take your time. <clears throat> when I was playing Signs of the Sojourner this week on the Steam Deck, I bound the two back buttons on the left side to be A and B so I could play that one handed. That was great. Hmm. Okay. I thought you were say cool. you destroyed your hand on purpose on this weekend. Side <laughs> of this weekend, I would light my hand on fire. <laughs> it felt like a good way to get a good experience out of this game. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, eighteen JFI writes: If you could say one thing to your past selves in 2013 when you started the podcast, what would it be? I think first it would be didn't we start this in 2012 <laughs> no what we started we this tw- in 2010 2011 2010 2010 well, no, officially because we did the 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 school project ones in 2010 wasn't that it the school project yeah, ones that in was 2010, still and this then we did- show that was still top-down perspective i think they might be looking at maybe the youtube channel that might have started Probably. in 2013 oh. maybe that's where they're getting 2013 from i'm pretty sure our first episode came out january 2010 if i if i remember correctly um, but I mean, we could answer this at the beginning or we can answer it at 2013. We could answer that Paul could answer it when he first started, which would have been 2014, I think. I think that's when it was because it was, yeah, I think it was my first year down here. Okay. Uh, run just one word. <laughs> run. <laughs> I probably would have like it doesn't have to be podcast. Can I just be like go to a different university? I might tell my my past self to do that. Yeah. Um put all your stock into Apple or Epic. Become a Fortnite streamer the minute Fortnite gets put out there. That's probably that's definitely or Minecraft. I would have said jump on the bandwagon before there's a bandwagon. The list is too long, what I would tell my past self, so I cannot answer this question. <laughs> All right, sure. But I do think uh, you're the next question reader. That is true, though. Uh, from Rasterman7, lately I've been thinking about video game characters. Uh, how Mario, despite being one, if not the most recognizable for the wider audience, has a noticeable lack of personality traits. I mean, according to different sources, he is cheerful and playful, but while playing as him, you don't see much of it for better or for worse. As such, I was wondering what would be the most recognizable video game character personalities. For example, Sonic, Master Chief, maybe even Luigi. 
I mean, that's on purpose. They do that on purpose yeah. because <clears throat> they want you to be a blank slate that you'll like pay more, like you'll put yourself into. So that's why you uh, you kind of invest yourself more and get yourself more into the game. Yeah. So everyone can can be a Italian plumber. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, there's basically like just a, a light template of what the characters like. Like Sonic's a snarky character. Uh, Mario is a it's a me kind of happy go lucky guy. I don't think Master Chief because that dude has no personality whatsoever. That's like the point. He's he, he pretty wants much to a, finish this fight. Yeah, he's that's it. And he's really interested in finding some new batteries. That's like half his lines in, in Infinity. I'll get the batteries. I don't know. I don't think Luigi's going to beat Mario. I feel like it's Mario versus Sonic. Do you think Mario is the most recognizable video game character? Yes. Yeah, unless you want to cheat and count like Mickey Mouse or something like that. What about like Steve from Minecraft or something at this what point? What about Pikachu? Steve from Minecraft's definitely in that top five. There's no question no, that. I think so too. What about Pikachu? Definitely top yeah, five. De- yep, for sure. But does it beat Mario? Yes. No, no, I, no, no, no. Mario beats him. So nothing beats no, Mario? No, actually, I think I'm with Sean on this one. I think he does. You think Pikachu think does? Pikachu beats. Again, another character Google without a personality, though. <laughs> yeah, no. Most recognizable video game personality. I looked up the podcast, by the way. Yeah, January 29th, 2010. So, yeah, we uh, for some reason, I thought we started in September. But yeah, no, January. That's when I would have started that year of school. So I may have started talking about it then. Mm. But I, 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 that seems too early because I doubt I was planning. The I, don't know, I, I would have still been at the thing. store at that point. So that would make sense for it. So. That just seems too early. For, like, I don't feel like I was planning for like four months or September, October, like four months before we started. I think we kind of just like jumped in pretty quick. Yeah, it says the inaugural um, episode. <clears throat> um. Okay, personality. I don't know, man, because even like Link is a blank slate. So maybe it is Sonic because he's the only one that we've said that isn't a blank slate character. Yeah, pretty much. Well, because because he's mm. had so many cartoons where he's had a personality, the movies, etc. A lot of yeah. cutscenes where he talks. But even in the game, attitude. like, you know, he was tapping yeah. his foot waiting for you to go. He's impatient. Yeah. yeah. Body language. But I think, yeah, I think Sonic beats Mario. And last question from Hebrew Lantern. Who would win 30 billion SpongeBob's or Goku? <laughs> Goku. Goku. I feel like it's Goku because I don't think anyone can beat Goku. As someone who has who watched a new Dragon Ball Z movie last weekend. <laughs> actually, yeah. hang on. Vegeta beat Goku in that one. So Goku can be beaten. Spoilers? He's not even like, it's like a side plot. Like That movie's about Piccolo and Gohan. I also don't think it's very good, but it's of course it's not good. Uh, anyways, Goku would beat 30 billion Spongebob's. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That's going to do it for questions. If you would like to send in questions for next week, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. Do you guys have a game of the week? Lenoa two specifically. Uh, I guess Kirby's dream buffet. Okay. And I know mine is signs of the sojourner. Nice. And hey, speaking of Klonoa, we're going to be live shortly after this for our TDP Plus episode. Otherwise, uh, you can check out the archive for that later tomorrow. And for September, Tinykin won the poll. Oh, wow. 
Okay, how much did it win by? That was a very close poll the whole time. It was very close. It won by one or two votes. They came out of nowhere at the last possible second. So some people were sitting there like waiting for like the timer to go down and then they put their votes in at the last second or they swapped them at the last second. But yeah, because it was going to be Dragon Quest Builder. Dragon Quest. Yeah, Dragon Quest Builders 2 for like half a week there. And then Tinykin took it. Wow. I almost bought Tinykin today because there was like a pre-order discount. And luckily, I noticed it was coming to Game Pass. (laughs) So thank goodness. (laughs) All right, that'll do it for the show this week. We will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye, everybody.